This evening, I want to speak with us about night and light. The story that I am speaking from is found in John's Gospel, chapter 3. And it's a story of a man called Nicodemus who came to see Jesus at night. We in our Western world have experienced very little of what it means to have true darkness. Nicodemus came to see Jesus at night. John says that not merely because it was dark, but as an indication of the nature and the state of Nicodemus's soul. He came at night. He was in shadow, in dark. Been following along with College Church over the last few weeks or so, you'll know we're in the middle of a series called Christmas Joy, and tonight is about endless joy. But to have that endless joy, we need to first face up to the night before we can find the light. And joy we have discovered together over the last few weeks is not quite what we think. It's not simply happiness. It's not a certain kind of happiness. The biblical joy is actually a joy that you can experience even if the circumstances around you are not joyful, even if there is darkness around us. Because that joy is rooted in something eternal. It's a desire that we have that isn't yet fully satisfied in this world, but we still have the experience of it, for we know that we shall have the fuller and final satisfaction still to come. And it's joy. And we've been looking at that together the last few weeks at College Church. We've seen that it's surprising, uh, it's rooted in God himself, uh, it's uh, true. And then uh, just uh, this morning, uh, we... uh, We saw how it is worshipful. Uh, But tonight, I want us to think through the night and then the light. We are surrounded by darkness. The darkness of our night can stop us from experiencing the true light of the joy of God's gift to us in Jesus. Perhaps you feel that you are in darkness. Are you experiencing darkness? Many people are today. There's great evil in our world today. And perhaps you have experienced at least a taste of that. Perhaps you are experiencing the darkness of your own conscience. Or maybe you're simply confused. That's partly, uh, uh, that's a kind of darkness, isn't it? You don't know where you're going or what's going to happen next or, or, or what you were made to do or, or what your life's about or, or, or you don't have any sense of meaning. M- many people today are living without a sense of meaning. They are in darkness. It's night. It doesn't feel like it's morning in America. It feels like it's night in America. Perhaps uh, your life is a bit chaotic. That's a kind of darkness. You know, when the lights are not on, you trip over something in your room, right? It's kind of chaos. And maybe your life feels like that. You run from paycheck to paycheck, or you take out more money than you really earn from the bank to pay the car that you can't afford, and your life is chaos. Or maybe the kind of darkness that you have is apathy. 
Ah, I don't care. Well, that's a kind of darkness, isn't it? Forget it. I'm just going to drift. You know the old joke about apathy? Scientists found a cure for apathy and no one was interested. (laughs) Well, there is darkness. It's said that there's none so blind as those who will not see. The great philosopher Ludwig Wittgenstein one time asked out loud to one of his uh, students, why was it that in the past people believed that the, uh, the sun went round the earth rather than the other way around? And his student said to him, well, it's because that's what it looks like. It looks like. It seems to be that way. And Wittgenstein said, what would it look like if it, had been the, if it, if it was the other way around? It's like... There's none so blind as those who will not see or cannot see. Sometimes you're in darkness and you just don't know it. You've got so used to it. That's just what life is. That was the state of Nicodemus when he came to see Jesus. But endless joy comes from the light of the love of God in God's gift of eternal life in Jesus. John chapter 3 And verse 16, the most famous verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It is the most well-known verse in the Bible and the least well understood. What it tells us is that God truly does love us. Why does it tell us that? For God so loved the world. The so there doesn't mean... He loved them so much. It's thus God loved the world. We, we, we know that he loved the world for this reason, namely Christmas. Of course, we're thinking about this evening. You can never preach Christmas without also preaching Easter. The gift of God in Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. Thus, so God loved the world. You can know for sure whatever else is going around, all the darkness around us, the evil around us. You can know that God loved us because of Christmas and Calvary. In what way does does he express that love to us? God in Christ perished for us that we might not perish. He lived the life, the perfect life that none of us live. We're all broken. I'm broken. You're broken. None of us live a life that is good enough for God. None of us do. None of us can. But God in Christ lived the perfect life for us, died the perfect death in our place, perish that we might not perish. And therefore, to receive that eternal, endless joy, that eternal life, that endless joy and life, we... Simply believe, which in the Bible means surrender. Surrender to Jesus and his ways. And so there's Nicodemus. He's come to Jesus at night. He's surrounded by night and the light. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The light begins to shine. And therefore the question, of course, is, will we come in to light? 
and experience the eternal life, the endless joy of God's gift of eternal life in Jesus. We don't know for sure, but it seems as if Nicodemus did come to that light. John 3 verse 21, Jesus talks about those who come into the light. And at the end of John's gospel, we find Nicodemus numbered among the disciples. Will you come into the light? This morning, I tell the story of perhaps one of the most unlikely converts in Christendom, Alice Cooper, who became a Christian some years ago, and his story about how being a Christian is the real rebellion. And perhaps you can't relate to the rebellion of Alice Cooper. Another unlikely convert, David Suchet, one of the greatest actors around. One night in a hotel room was reading the Bible. And he became a Christian. He said it was not a comfortable experience. God dragged him kicking and screaming into the light. What about you? Will you come into the light? You know the most important three letters in the English language? N-O-W. Now. Will you come into the light? Will you believe, surrender to Jesus? Will you join us as a church in the journey of following Jesus? Next week, Christmas Eve, we begin Sunday morning with a um, special uh, service and message to get us off. Ten gospel habits for your mental and spiritual fitness for 2024. Will you come back next week? Will you follow the light, walk in the light, Come into the light. That's what Christmas is all about. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal light. There's Nicodemus in the darkness, and the light of the gospel of Christmas is shining and is offered to you. Will you come into the light? It's my prayer that you will. Let's pray together. Our Lord God, we do thank you for the message of Christmas. We pray, Lord Jesus, that those of us who know you would make a recommitment to walk in the light. And those of us here t- tonight who don't yet know you, who are perhaps still confused about various things or lacking certainty instead of cursing the darkness would come into the light put their faith in you Lord even this evening we pray in Jesus name Amen